You're listening to a message from Victory. Christ saved us to preach the unsearchable riches of the gospel to everyone. Discover more about this truth in week 5 of our series, The Great Exchange. So I want to talk about that today. So if you have your Bible with you, I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. And here's what Paul said, and this is the last installment of our series. It says, of this gospel I was made the minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of His power. To me, though I'm the very least of the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentiles. We thank you, Lord, that every time the gospel is preached, Lord, we are, Lord God, we are changed, Lord. Something happens within us. Lord God, we pray, Lord, that there will be a demonstration of your power in our lives, that the gospel, Lord, will continue to bring us deeper into our relationship with you and give us the power to go and, and bring the message to the ends of the earth, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to camp on these uh, three verses today. First of all, Paul said of this gospel. And the past four weeks, we've been talking about the gospel, different angles. The gospel simply, for those of us who are new in church, uh, the other word for gospel is good news. Okay, And we all love hearing good news. How many of you here, you love hearing good news? Parang araw-araw sana may magandang balita. And the good news, uh, it's one, it's, it's something when you hear good news and another when the good news is for you. Pag may nabalitaan ka, hoy, na-promote si yung friend natin. Iba rin yung joy nun, ano? pero iba yung joy pag nalaman mo ikaw yung na-promote. Iba yung joy pag nalaman mo na Yung best friend mo, sinagot na siya nung nililigawan niya at ikaw yung sinagot. Okay? Hindi ng magulang mo, pero nang nililigawan mo, parang, ah, iba yun. Just hearing the news can change your life, your mood, your outlook, even your priorities. Okay? Pag nalaman mo na may nanalo ng 50 million okay, sa isang raffle, at nalaman mong ikaw yun. Ilan sa inyo dito, pag nanalo ka ng 50 million, ngingiti ka lang. Uy, nanalo ka 50. Ah, saya. Iba. No, just by hearing the good news, it will change your, your countenance, your mood, everything. Kahit may yung priorities mo that day, kung meron kang sinet na schedule, you will cancel it because of the good news. And that's the impact of the gospel to us. If we hear and understand the gospel, it will revolutionize our life our views, our perspective, our value system, our priorities. That's the gospel. I hope that's happening and that's what the gospel is doing to you because the gospel is not just the entry-level doctrine. This is not just the, the elementary truth for those who are not Christian. The gospel is the A to Z of Christianity. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, we need to go deeper into the gospel. The more we understand the love of God, the more we understand the implication of the cross and the resurrection, the more we are set free from the lies, the deceptions, the fears, and everything that is holding us back so that we can live the life that God wants us to live. So the gospel, I want to talk about, it's, it's three parts. First one is the life of Jesus, Jesus' life. 
last Friday, tong Holy Week po, we've decided not to go out of town, but to stay in Manila. So, sabi ko, we'll just stay here. That's our plan. But I forgot that this week is the birthday of one of our friends. Uh, it's part of our leadership group. It will be celebrated in Tagaytay, Friday. So, okay, we're, we're planning to stay, just rest, relax, sleep. But because it's our birthday, pumunta kami, okay? So, tuwan-tuwa siya. After that Viber message to all of us, she said, I know that you're supposed to be with your families and resting, but you chose to spend time with me. Thank you so much. You know, we do that for people we love, Right? For people who are close to us, we try our best, although we don't do it perfectly, but we try our best. We do that for them. We celebrate with them. We, 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 we stay with them, not only in good times, but especially in bad times. In times of sickness or trouble or, or fights, we, we want to be there. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. First of all, the starting point, why did Jesus come? He left the comfort of heaven and joined us and, and identified with us, not because of something to celebrate about, not because we're doing great. No, the Bible says Jesus came because we all sinned against Him. We are dead to sin. We are in trouble. We are doomed, the Bible says. And there are you know, three words to, in order for us to understand the concept of sin because today we don't like that word. If you use that word to your friends or family members, they'll get mad at you because it can be labeled as legalistic or religious or narrow-minded. We don't like the word sin, so we try to invent other words for what, what's wrong with us or around us. Like the sin of drunkenness is a disease of alcoholism. Adultery is not a sin, it's, a, it's an affair. And so we, we, we use all these words. But here are three words for us to understand the concept of sin. First one is the word transgression. Transgression. It's the intentional, rebellious decision to cross the line. To do what is wrong. And alam natin yan, sanay tayo dyan, di ba? Ilan sa atin dito na alam na natin mali, ginawa pa rin natin. Ginastify natin. Di naman siguro. Di naman mangyayari sa akin to. Kontrolado ko sarili ko. Mga ganon yung... Or nakita mo na sa bench nakalagay, wet paint. Ay, basa nga. <laughs> Di ba? We, meron tayong ganun eh. And how many of you have committed? Ang other words sa transgression, trespass. Ilan sa inyo dito nag-trespassing na po kayo? Okay? Alam nyo nang mali, but you did it anyway. The other word uh, is uh, the word sin itself. But in Greek, the original word for that, it's an archery term. It's... It's the picture is you hitting a target, but not hitting the target. The other word for sin is missing the mark. So the other one is, these are people who are rebelliously sinning against God. I know this is wrong. I know sex, out, sex outside marriage is wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. I don't care. But on this side, these are people who are trying to do what is right, but they keep on failing. So whether you're religious or rebellious, you're, the Bible says all men have sinned because we are all fa- failing, right? Ilan sa inyo dito, nag-try na kayong gumawa ng tama pero nag-fail. Your, your intention is right, your, it's good, but we still failed. And the reason for that is this word iniquity. That's another word for us to understand sin. Iniquity, it's 
It, it to describe the universal human condition, whether you are a church person or not, whether you're rich or poor, young and old, educated or not, Phil Chai, Filipino, American, all of us, the universal condition is that we are all sinners to the core. Some people believe that it's society that pushes evil to us, but no, the Bible teaches that evil is from within and it's us who's pushing evil to society. Some people think na kung educate lang sila, mabago lang yung environment nila, then they will do the right things. But no, because the problem is not around us, the problem is within us. And that's the bad news for us. That's why Jesus came. Sometimes some people cannot see the connection why I need Jesus. I'm rich. I have a family. I have a good career. I have a plan for my retirement. I have everything I need. I don't see the need for Jesus. But it's because we don't understand our human condition. That we all have sinned. We're all dead to sin. We are slave to sin. We cannot live for God. We're separated from God. And we feel that, don't we? You know, if you are not in right relationship with someone, you can't relate well with that person. If you're in the same room, it's awkward. And sometimes that's how we feel when we're in church. It's awkward. Parang masusunog ako dito. Kasi parang feeling mo, hindi kayo okay ni Lord. It's so weird for you to pray. How can you pray to a God that you're not in good relationship with? Jesus' death. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross. In uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 to 20, For God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through Him, God reconciled everything to Himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. We're all separated from God. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot change ourselves. But here's the good news. Jesus came to die on the cross for us. I was trying to explain to my daughter this week, because last Sunday, I explained here about the concept of substitutionary love, that all Life-changing love is really sacrificial in nature. It's substitutionary. I was explaining that to my daughter because she wasn't able to attend uh, here, eight years old. And I was, when I was trying to explain, there was a point na sabi niya, Daddy, I get it. It's like what mommy did for us. Go, what do you mean? Because even though pregnancy is hard, she willingly went through it so that my brother Jackson and I can be here today. I said, Wow. Grabe mga bata ngayon, ano, iba mag-process. Nung 8 years old ako, hindi ako ganun mag-isip eh. Puro patentero alam ko. She was telling me, kahit mahirap, tiniis ni mami para mabuhay kami. I think that's a picture of what Christ has done for us. I was reminded of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross Endured the cross because of the joy. What's that joy? Is it the joy of returning to heaven? No, it's the joy of having you and me. It's the prospect of having you and me. The joy set before Him, seeing you finally being reconciled back to Him, that you don't have to be far away from Him. You don't need to live a life of sin in, your, in order to be happy, but for you to be reconciled back to Jesus. That's the joy that was set before Him. Kaya kahit mahirap, tiniis ni Jesus. You know, uh, kung yung mga hindi pa narinig ng story, ano, I was there kasi nung nanganak yung wife ko, si Sarian, twice. Yung first time, nandun ako sa operating room talaga. 
I, I saw the whole thing. I saw how bloody the procedure was. I, I was there, nasa gitna ako, yung wife ko, andito. Merong tela para hindi niya makita. Pero ako, kita ko. Tapos kita ko siya. Ako yung nanlalambot eh. Kaya mo yan. Kaya mo yan, sweetie. Parang sobrang bloody ng procedure. I was thinking, if there's only another way, hindi kaya ng normal delivery, this is the only way. If there's only another way, I would gladly, we would gladly take it. Pero kung wag lang to, kasi... Ah. But it was a necessary procedure to save her life and the life of our baby. In the same way, the cross is a necessary sacrifice in order to save us. In order for our sins to be forgiven. For the joy set before Him endured the cross. And every time we look at the cross, we're reminded of how much God loves you and me. The proof of God's love is not your present situation. It's the cross. Because once and for all, Jesus showed us and demonstrated us His love for us. There is no sin that Jesus cannot forgive. Sometimes yung mga lie misconception about Jesus, hindi ako tatanggapin ni Jesus because of everything I've done. Or, nagsisi na ako before, pero nagfail ulit ako, tapos sabi ko kay Lord, eto na talaga, totoo na to. Tapos nagfail ulit ako, tapos sabi ko, totoong totoo na to Lord, nagfail ako, wala na. Strike three, wala na ako kay Lord. Pero hindi ganun si Lord. Hindi ganun si Jesus. Jesus died for us. It demonstrated on the cross. And, and last thing is the Jesus' resurrection. Again, that's what we are celebrating today. The cross made it possible for our sins to be forgiven, but it's the resurrection of Christ that gives us the power to live a life of victory. Kaya sinasabi ni Pastor Dave kanina, I mean, if Jesus can defeat sin and death, what else can He not defeat? The same power that, rose, that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power at work within us. And if Jesus is with us, then we can overcome. We are no longer victims. We're victors. When I was in college, I heard this preaching. He said, there are three kinds of people in church. The dead, the people who are not uh, in relationship with Christ, disconnected. You're like a phone, an iPhone. Though you are capable of doing a lot of things, but if you don't have a battery, you're dead. You're useless. You're dead. But, and then the second group of people defeated. You are, they're Christians, but they are not victorious. They are in this cycle of sin and victory and sin and victory. They go to church on a Sunday. They recover. But when they go back to their family and friends and school and company, they go back to a life of sin, defeated. doesn't want that for us to be dead or defeated. He wants us to be victorious. A life of victory in Christ. That's what Christ has accomplished for us. And Paul, I mean, there's a lot of verses there where Paul said, if the resurrection is not true, he said then, our, our faith is, is worthless. This thing we're doing, this Sunday gathering, is worthless. Walang kwenta tong pinipreach natin. Walang kwenta yung pag-worship natin. Walang kwenta pag-pray natin because God is dead. It's useless to pray to a dead God. That's what makes Christianity unique because every other religion worship a dead founder or a dead God. But our God is alive. He is risen. Our faith is not in vain. Paul said, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then you are still in your sin. You're faking it. When you say, God changed my life, it's fake. It's a lie. It's not true. Because you, don't, you and I don't have the power but how many of you can testify that God changed your life? And God is still changing it continually. 
How many of you can testify that you are not the same person today than before the first time you encountered the Lord Jesus Christ? I can testify 20 years ago, one thing I love to do is look at my old pictures. You know, one of the things I like when I look at my old pictures, it encouraged me. Ang layo na. Thank you, Lord. From dating batang parang pag-alagala, pakalat-kalat sa kalye, ngayon may purpose na. Lord, thank you. Dati walang pumapansin, ngayon may asawa. I mean, I mean sorry, ano, but layo na. Sabi ko siguro, Lord, ano, minsan naisip ko, kabi, kung hindi ako naging Christian, kung hindi namatay si Jesus sa cross, kung, kung walang forgiveness sa sin ko, tapos loaded pa rin ako ng guilt, ng shame, hiyang-hiya pa rin ako, ayoko pa rin lumapit kay Lord. Kung hindi nag-resurrect si Jesus sa, sa grave, kung napatawad lang ako ng kasalanan ko, pero wala pa rin akong power to overcome sin, I'm just imagining, asan ako ngayon? Siguro nakakulong ako ngayon. O baka patay na rin ako. I'm sure sira pamilya ko. I'm sure I don't have a good relationship with other people. But it was worse until I encountered Jesus. Received Christ and His forgiveness for my sins. Gave me a fresh start and gave me the power to live for Him. How many of you can testify about the resurrection power of Christ? Is it, is it just me? God changed us. Paul said, if Christ is not... Ri- it's not risen from the dead, then we are still in our sins. And we are to be pitied more than all men. Sabi niya, kawawa ka. Kung di nag-resurrect si Jesus, kawawa ka. I don't care. Doesn't matter if you're rich. Doesn't matter if you have, uh, I mean, if you think you're set for life the next 30, 50 years. Sabi ni Paul, doesn't matter who you are. If you don't have Christ, if Jesus is not, did not rise from the dead, you know why? Because anytime your life can be over. We try to control life, but the truth is we have very little control. Your life can be over today, tomorrow, next month, next year, and everything you have won't matter. Pwede pag paglabas ko dito, nabangga ako ng bisikleta, tapos na. Bisikleta lang, you know? Ang hina But that's really just the reality of life. Just one freak accident, just one incurable disease or one diagnosis or, or one blink of an eye, it can happen like that. And the world teaches us to think long-term, not just short-term, but the Bible teaches us and warns us to think eternity. Don't just think about your life here, it's temporary. Think about eternity. The good news of the gospel is, in Christ, we have hope not only in this life, but in the life to come. We have hope here because Jesus resurrected from the dead. But also after we die, we have hope. That's why Paul said in Philippians, he said, For to me, understanding the gospel, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's the implication of the gospel. Because of what Christ has done for me, Pinatawad niya, inabsuelto niya lahat ng utang ko, lahat ng kasalanan ko, binigyan niya ako ng bagong simula, binigyan niya ako ng kapangyarihan para mabuhay para sa kanya. From now on, he said, for me to live is Christ. I will live this life for Jesus. Not my will, but your will. Not my ambition, but your vision for my life. For you, God, for you alone. I want to seek your, your will and your plan for my life. That's the implication 
But not only that, he said, but to die is gain as well. When this life is over, it's not a loss, it's gain. Kaya pag may mga Christian funeral, ano, no? Dati weirdong weirdo ako kasi yung traditional background ko, pag may patay, tahimik, malungkot. Talagang depressing, no? Pero pag Christian, iba, no? Nagtatawanan. May picture taking. It's like a big reunion. It's not that they're not grieving for the, with the, but there's just peace. There's just joy. You know why? Because of this understanding that death is not the end of life. It's just a beginning of a new life. Eternal life with Christ. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. As I end, you know, Paul did not stop there. He said, of this gospel, did not stop there. He said, I became a minister. And the word minister is not just referring to people who, have voca- who are in vocational ministry like pastors or, or missionaries. Minister means servant. It means somebody who g- proclaimed the gospel. And Paul said, though I am the least of all the apostles, I'm not qualified. And one, the reason he gave is because I persecuted the church. Sabi niya, yung background ko bago ako na-encounter si Christ, pinipersecute ko yung mga Kristiyano. Hindi lang niloloko, ha? Hindi lang name-calling. He put some of them in prison. Some, he gave the approval para patayin. So, maybe he was, I mean, he was so convicted when he became a Christian. Paul said, I've ruined so many lives. I've caused a lot of pain. I've caused lots of trouble. I made so many bad decisions. I mean, I have a, ba- a very bad track record. And Paul said, I'm the least of the apostles. Kung meron magre-represent kay Christ, it should not be me. I can't. But he said, but this grace was given me. This grace was given me. Because of the grace of God, I can minister. And maybe you are like Paul. You are here today. And maybe sometimes, you know, you know, you're a Christian. You know you need to preach the gospel, minister to people, be the representative of Christ. But sometimes you're haunted by your past and you're thinking, how can I be a minister? I'm the least of all my, of the church members. Because, I don't know what's your because. Maybe because of your failed marriage or maybe because of your financial trouble or maybe because of your bad testimony. Maybe because you lied to someone. You've hurt somebody. You made wrong decisions in the past. I don't know your because. But like Paul, Paul said, but this grace was given me. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. That's why he said, I can minister. You know why? It's not because, it's not about me. It's about the grace of God. I'm basing my confidence not on my track record. I'm basing my confidence on what Christ has done for me. And I can say the same thing. I can stand here as a pastor and preach, not because I have, I have a very good testimony or, or path. No, I'm standing here by the grace of God. I can say the same thing. I'm the least of all the pastors. I don't consider myself qualified, but God made me qualified by the grace of God. And the grace of God is not just the unmerited favor. The grace of God is also the enabling power of God. So we can do what God is calling us to do. So I can minister. Don't wait for your life to be perfect before you represent Christ. Paano ako magpipreach sa family ko? Eh, kilala nga ako dun. Di, okay lang. Let them see the reality of the grace of God in your life. In fact, God can use your struggle and your weakness to point people to Jesus. Because some people can relate more with your struggle than your victories. But when they see the grace of God operating in your life, that's when they will say, 
the resurrection is real. Christ is real. So Paul said, be the minister of the gospel. That's why we want to encourage you. Preach the word. The gospel is not just for us, but for the people around us as well. You know, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful. A lot of people are just waiting for somebody to invite them, to hear the, the gospel message, for somebody to pray for them, to reach out to them. And that person is you and me. The people in your circle of influence, it's all divine connection. And many of them, God is already working in their hearts. And what we need to do is be the Paul to them. Preach the word, preach the gospel. It's not about you. It's all by the grace of God. Amen. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash victoryph.